0: You are listening to Sophia Style Radio, where we celebrate all things female. Every hour, every day. Original female artists only on Sophia Style Radio. Bye. and welcome! Our Friday show is here again and it's super special for me because I have a wonderful co-host today and it's my lovely little Sophia. So say hello to everyone. Hello! Sophia has written herself a script and why don't you tell everyone what to expect from today's show. So who do we have on the show today?
1: On today's show we have Jess who is a storyteller for children.
0: That's right, Sophia. Amazing guest today, and Jude Lennon, who is, like Sophia said, a storyteller. So stay tuned. We'll have amazing music, and me and Sophia will pick some lovely music for me for you, won't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so stay with us, um, and you can enjoy music and our wonderful guests and my wonderful co host Yay! Yay. <laughs> so stay with us. Enjoy. You are listening to Sophia Style Radio, where we celebrate all things female. Every hour, every day. New music. music. Welcome back and please welcome our guest of the show today. I'd like to introduce Jude Lennon to our show today, and I'm super excited about this, Jude. You are an author, but you're also a storyteller. So yes. I, I'm already I'm already intrigued. So please,
2: please um, tell us a little bit more about you and about what you do. Fantastic. Yes, so I'm Jude Lennon. I am a storyteller and author. Uh, storytelling is something I've always done. I was a teacher for 18 years and taught small children. And so stories and books have always been just part of what I did with children, it's a wonderful way in. But um, I became a storyteller because I went to see a very famous storyteller in the late district called Taffy Thomas, and he was telling stories orally, the oral tradition of storytelling. So no books, no nothing, just the voice. And I saw him do that, I thought, that's what I'm gonna do. So that's what I did, I started telling oral stories and the reason I love oral stories is storytelling is the uh, one of the oldest forms of entertainment in the world. You know, it's got, it happens in every culture. Every country around the world has got a history of gathering together, whether that's around a fire or in a cave or in a dwelling. And the elders would tell their stories from the day to pass on knowledge and wisdom and morals and everything else to the next generation. And I just find that absolutely fascinating. I just, you know, the spoken word it can be so powerful to pass on wisdom and messages and and all but also to explore imagination and creativity and I just find that absolutely fascinating. So yeah, so I set up um, my storytelling business, Little Lamb Tales, six years ago. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Sometimes people expect me to turn up with a book and I always say, well that's one form of storytelling. I tell stories from my mind. Got a great memory for stories. Can't remember where my keys are or anything else
0: like that. (laughs) Oh, I love that and how do you how do you usually is there a setup that you have how do you normally present storytelling do you have
2: props I do I have um actually I should have had him here um I'll hold it I've got my t-shirt here with me I've got um so yes. Yeah, so I have I have a, a little mascot oh Lammy. Wonderful. yeah and he is Lammy and um he is in all of you know he comes along to all my sessions and I have a tin full of interesting objects and the children obviously in, in normal times when we're allowed to interact <laughs> with the audience, come out and choose something out of the tin, and I will tell a story that goes with the object they've chosen. So, yes, that's how I do it. So it's quite interactive, and I like the children to be involved. And sometimes the stories are traditional tales. Sometimes they're stories from around the world. Sometimes they're stories I, I you know, made up myself. Sometimes I make them up on the fly. Um, it just depends, really. Sometimes they're well-known books that I retell in my own, in my own way. Um, so yeah so it's just lovely I just love it and I I, I love telling the stories that the children know because they join in.
0: Do you create your
2: own story so would you then put it in a book afterwards at all or? Yes I have done actually the first book I did here we go the the Dragon of Allerton Oak that started. I wish we had
0: visual this will be amazing This wonderful. Yeah
2: so um, the Dragon of Allerton Oak um, was the first book that I did and this did start as an oral story. And I was at a festival and I was telling this story. The Allerton Oak is a real tree in the park around the corner from where I live. And it's actually currently the UK tree of the year. And um, I walked past it and it's really, it stood for like, you know, hundreds of years and it's really gnarled. And this is just for Anne, because I'm just showing the So it's really gnarled and it's, you know, it's all looking a bit battered and everything. And I walked past the tree and thought, oh, a dragon's done that, as you do. So, yeah. the story from, Love that. <laughs> yeah. so the story came from that and um i told the story at this festival at the end a little boy said cool are you gonna put that in a book and i thought okay out of the mouth of babes so i did i started with that one. so yes sometimes the stories i tell do end up in books this one did as well this one i started uh, that's our home that's my latest one about keeping the beaches clean you know and not used not throwing away our litter and being mindful of recycling and things like that and that started, I, I told it, I got the idea in my head and then I told the story again and some children were like, oh, so I, I then went on to put that in a book as well. So, yeah, I think telling the stories first and seeing how the children react to them, you get yeah. a good idea as to whether the story's got a good hook.
0: Are you yeah. able to do any of this? I know you're not quite, as it can't be done interactively anymore, but all for now. But are you able to do it maybe online at all? Would you?
2: Yes, I am every day on my, well, yeah. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on my Little Lamb Tales Facebook page. Yeah. I do some storytelling at 10 o'clock. And um, so this week we've been doing traditional tales. So I tell three tales and, it, you know, I just tell it as I would. I have, I've had to t- tell myself that the camera... Is my audience and I have to still do all the actions and be yay as if it is you know children in front of me and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays I do book readings on my author page Jude Lennon but and again I just think it for me although I haven't got an audience it just it just keeps keeps me something to do I think you know it gives me something to focus on and just keeps my skills up I've got to keep you know the more you tell stories your
0: creative juices flowing as well isn't it
2: yeah definitely no for sure um, and I think that you know that's really important. You know, you've got to keep those creative ideas going.
0: And uh, tell us, uh, Jude, what's um, have you got? Any current projects that you're working <laughs> on? Something is something cooking. What's coming up?
2: Yeah, what's cooking? Actually, I'm working on a, um, a full length novel for adults at the moment. Yeah, I released um, a collection of short stories for adults um, back in October. And that went down well. Everyone wants to know. Once you've done one book, they're like, oh, when's the next book coming along? When's the next one? Are you going to write more? Are you going to write for adults now? So, yeah, so I have. I've said, okay, yeah, I'll write, I'll write a full-length novel. So I'm working on that at the moment.
0: Do you, do you find, um, are you able to kind of come up with these ideas regularly? I mean, people say to you, when is the next book coming up? I suppose you can't do it on demand, can you?
2: No, <laughs> um, yeah, Well, ideas you know flying and out of my brain on quite a regular basis some better than others Um, but I think what does help is I'm part of a writing group and we meet once a month and we've been zooming once a month while this has been on and we always write around a different theme each month and so we always end up with you know there's about eight to ten of us who are regular core you know members who come so we end up we you know with eight different stories around one theme and that helps feed into all of our imagination you know because we hear somebody else's interpretation oh that's interesting haven't thought of that so that really helps me to keep the ideas going and some of those stories ended up in the, the collection some of them will never see the light of day they're just you know expressions of creativity that came along at that moment but I do think doing things like that really do help to be
0: surrounded by like-minded people doesn't it yeah yeah yeah, I agree I think
2: so what would you say is your proudest moment so far oh goodness me that well actually I mean I've done a couple of books with um other projects um so I've I've done um well I'm in Liverpool and that's where I live and there's um a local charity called the Bobby Collar and Trust which was set up very sadly after Bobby who was just six was run over and and, sadly killed and his parents got in touch with me and asked me if I'd write some books for their charity to help spread the word of road safety. So in normal times, I spend a lot of time during the week going to schools and reading the book that I have wrote for them and talking to children about keeping safe. And to date, I've spoken to over 150,000 children wow. about, yeah, about that. So I'm really proud of that. And the other project I'm really proud of as well has being part of Hal's books. Um These are chapter books, so for a slightly older age group. And I wrote them with Will Hawkes, who's autistic. And he just felt there were no books that he could relate to when he was a kid, when he was learning to read. There There were no characters that he thought, oh, yeah, that character's like me. And so he's done all the illustrations. And, yeah, I mean, we did on Tuesday, we did a live joint reading of the book. I mean, when I first met Will three years ago, he barely looked me in the eye. And now he's doing live book readings, oh looking up, he, yeah, it's, you know, he's at college studying art. He's doing comic strips. He's just changed so dramatically. And I, I do, I really do, truly feel that these books have been really empowering for him. So, yeah, so those, I think those two are my proudest, yeah.
0: Oh, very good. Well, I actually, so most of the books, I suppose, they're quite educational, aren't they? So they cover a spectrum of um, topics that the kids can actually learn from.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have some that are pure escapism. So I've written a few books about my mascot, Lammy. So Lammy goes to space, there's a pirate one. he goes camping. So some of them are pure escapism and just pure, you know, good fun. But yes, mm. there are, and maybe that's the teacher in me. You can take the girl out of teaching, but you know all the rest of it. Um, maybe that's part of that. I just think books are just such a wonderful tool to, you know, if you if children can learn to read, they can access anything. They can teach themselves anything. They can escape anywhere. They can find out about new places. They can travel. They, you know, there's so many things you can do once you can access books. So I think, yeah, I do think there's probably a re- That's probably the reason that this many of my books have got an educational thread running through them yeah often the illustrations tell as much as the story and Mm. sometimes you know especially when I was still teaching I would take the words off and just have the picture and we'd have lovely discussions about what was going on in the picture before you even introduce the words you know and the language the language development is amazing yeah
0: let's tell everyone where we can find a
2: little bit more about the books and you OK, well, the best place I this suppose, is probably my website. That's where everything is. So that's littlelampublishing.co.uk. And then on Facebook, I've got Little Lamb Tales, which is the storytelling. And then Jude Lennon Author is for the, um, the books.
0: Um, and then, Jude, tell us also, again, the reminder of when do you have the
2: online storytelling as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 10 o'clock. Little Lamb Tales, that's uh, the live storytelling, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Jude Lennon, author at 10 o'clock as well. I do a book reading.
0: Superb! Well, I hope people can tune in and enjoy. So, thank you for joining me today. Do finding out more about you is amazing. Um, and uh, you were very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for taking time, no, at least in the virtual sense, hey.
2: (laughs) it's strange i've got to qualify that now we are in a safe space (laughs) we are in a safe space we are at
0: a distance but we're enjoying it anyway yeah absolutely yeah no it's been a pleasure thank you jude very much thank you Thank you, Jude, very much for that. And as parents especially, um, we know how important it is for our kids to read more and to learn more through reading, especially through storytelling. I know that it's super important to learn life lessons in some fun and educational way. So thank you very much and feel free to find out more about Jude. Thank you again. Still to come on our Best Bits show, we will have the next chapter from Marie Rowe from Coventry to Hollywood. And the Best Bits show part is where Sophia was my co-host and she wanted to share her favourite thing to do, which is singing. So she will do a little musical number for us. So still plenty to come. Top up those drinks and do carry on listening to Sophia Style Radio. Well, Sophia, it's time for another break, but what a wonderful break.
1: Let's play another musical track. Did you know that on our radio we play original female artists?
0: That's right. Do you know what that means? No. Well, what it means, every single musical track that we play is sung by either a woman... Or a girl. Or a girl. So we're here to share all that new music by female artists with all our listeners. Yeah? So she will put another track. Yeah. Let's do it. Today's very, very special music treat is Sophia wanted to sing one of her favourite songs at the moment. So I hope you enjoy listening to the next few moments of Sophia singing.
1: I've been staring at the edge of the water Long as I can remember Never really knowing why I wish I could could be be the the perfect daughter but I come back to the water No matter how hard I try Every time I take Every trail I track Every path I make Every road leads back To a place, place I know Where I, I cannot I go Where I want long to be feel I'm the sky to see It calls me And no one knows How deep it goes the wind and my sail on the sea stays behind me When I all know. If I go there's just no telling how far I'll go I know everybody on this island Seems so happy on this island Everything is by design I know everybody on this island Has a role on this island so maybe I can roll with mine. I can lead with pride, I can make us strong, I can be satisfied If I play alone with the voice inside, since a different sound. What is wrong with me? The light is inside, when we see, is blinding No one knows how deep it goes and it seems like it's calling out to me, so come find me. Was we know? Was on that line? Will I cross that line? To land, the sky, meet the sea. It calls me. No one knows where it goes. If the wind and the sail on the sea stays behind me, until I I hope you enjoyed my song and my singing. I definitely enjoyed recording it.
0: Well, I'm glad you did, baby, and it certainly sound good. And I hope the listeners loved it too. Thank you for joining me as You're my co. You're welcome. As my wonderful co-host. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was me and Sophia doing this during our creative part of homeschooling. And because my job is doing this, um, I've asked her to join me. And hopefully that gave her a chance to try and do something new. So in the process, she got to think of what to say. She then sat down and wrote a little script. We then talked about how recording works and we recorded this. And she also tried to do something that she absolutely loves. And she wanted to show you um, and share her singing and her favorite song with you. So we did that. But it's also to demonstrate how our show, which is for women, but it's also for young girls, how your girls can get involved in the show and what they can do. So they can demonstrate their talents. They can come and share perhaps a story that they've written or they can come and tell about their life experiences so far that possibly will teach other kids who are listening to the show some life lessons. So I hope it gave you an idea and I certainly enjoyed with my little co-host. So let's take another break and we'll be right back.
3: For show notes, updates and free resources,
0: be sure to join our email community. Cow. simply email our studio on hello at and I.co.uk or find us on Facebook pages, search for Sophia Style Radio. You are listening to Sophia Style Radio, where we celebrate all things female. Every hour, every day. Incredible life stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe.
4: You may remember Carter, the orderly on the drug ward, who escorted addicts into the lab. And you may also recall that even though the addicts were meant to be supervised by Sergeant Friedlander as they gave their daily offering of the golden flow, he was too embarrassed to do this and looked the other way. This gave Carter the opportunity to substitute his own clean urine for some of the addicts, which meant he could still supply them with heroin, but at a price. Carter had flirted with me from the first time he came into the lab, but even before I knew of his duplicitous dealings, he made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't like him. He wanted to take me out to a German club to meet a few girls he knew, but I kept making excuses. Then when I started seeing Dave more regularly, I think he got the message. One night, Dave and his best friend Sutton and I visited a Stuttgart jazz club called The Blue Note. Sutton was a lovely guy, part Puerto Rican, part black, and worked as a cook in the mess hall with Dave. He was a quiet, sweet guy and well-liked. His face was pockmarked, and several unrelated scars were also visible. Dave was very protective of him. He's seen some stuff he once told me, but never elaborated. Since Sutton had spent quite a bit of time in Vietnam, I could only imagine the kind of stuff he'd seen. Just as we were sitting drinking beer and enjoying the live jazz, Carter walked in with four attractive German girls in their early 20s and a couple of guys around the same age who I presumed to be military since they had short haircuts. They sat at a table across from us and both Dave and Sutton reacted strongly with a few expletives to Carter's presence. Then when he came over to our table, Sutton became visibly upset. Call it, Dave said to Sutton. It's okay. Totally ignoring Dave and Sutton, Carter spoke directly to me. Wanna meet my girls now? He said, "I didn't answer." Get lost, Carter," Dave said. Carter held up his hands as if in submission. "You got it." Then he went back to his table, giving me a backwards look and a wink. It was very creepy. It was then that I started to get more of an insight into who Carter really was. He's. Bad news, Dave said. He told me that the girls were prostitutes and that Carter had been pimping them and other girls to military as well as civilians. He was also a major drug dealer, not only within the military, but the Stuttgart community. He had contacts with German businessmen, lawyers and police, providing them with their drug of choice. It seemed that he wielded a lot of power and was untouchable. As far as I was aware, Dave never did drugs, certainly not in my presence. He smoked menthol cigarettes, a brand called Cools with a K. But Sutton certainly used drugs, which he got from Carter. Since Carter's arrival at the club, the whole mood had changed. So we decided to leave. As we passed his table, Carter said, see you later, girl, which made me cringe and Dave seethe with anger. But he held it together and we were all relieved to get out into the fresh air, especially Sutton, who was quieter than usual and looked worried as we took a cab back to the hospital. Dave walked me to my building, gave me a kiss and said he was going back to the barracks with Sutton and would see me the next day. I totally understood because I could see that Sutton was quite upset. I'd just changed into my nightie when there was a knock on the door. Thinking perhaps Dave had changed his mind, I opened the door and Carter stood there. He said he needed to talk to me about something. Before I could respond, he pushed his way into my room. He then pinned me against the wall. What the hell are you doing? I said, trying to wriggle away from his firm grip. He was intent on having me, as he put it. Get off me! Get off! I yelled. I was hoping that Pat would hear me since our rooms were only divided by a shared bathroom. Fortunately, her boyfriend, Mike, the guy she eventually married, was just leaving her room and heard me. He rushed in with Pat close behind before Carter could do any damage. And I was very relieved. Mike was ready to punch him, but Carter just stood there boldly with no sense of remorse at all and calmly walked out the door. I was naturally shaken up, but was very grateful that Mike had been there to save the day. You gotta stop messing with these guys, Mike said, as if it was my fault. I never told Abe what happened with Carter, and for the next couple of weeks carried on as normal, ignoring Carter when he came into the lab. I had become friends with a few black women in the military who wanted to start a drama group, and asked if I'd help organise it. I was also spending time with Heinz, the race relations officer, and his family, and of course Dave. So it seemed that most of my friends at that time were black Americans. This was when my relationship with Pat and some of my other friends began to break down, and when the nasty slurs about my friendship with black military began to escalate. I still had several good friends in the lab, and Major Cardell was always very supportive, although I don't think he was aware exactly what was going on. It was a Monday morning and I was getting ready for work when there was a loud banging on my door. I opened it and Catherine stood there. One of the cooks was murdered last night, shot five times behind the mess hall. I was in shock. Oh my God, no! I rushed past her, down the stairs in the direction of the mess hall. But military police had it all cordoned off. Who was killed? I asked. Can't say, ma'am. got to move back. I didn't know what to do. I turned and ran into Dave's barracks, which were forbidden for women, and especially civilians. But I didn't care. I called Dave's name. Dave. Dave, Walton, Dave. Through the haze of smoke from cigarettes and hash pipes, a G.I. appeared, who I recognised. He's not here. Was he killed? Was he killed? No. It was Sutton, the G.I. said. Oh, no. As I ran out of the barracks, I bumped into my friend Hines. What happened, Hines? And where's Dave? He told me that no one knew yet why Sutton had been murdered, but that Dave was being interviewed by the police and was a possible suspect. That's ridiculous. He's Sutton's best friend. Why would he kill him? Anyway, it's not in Dave's nature. He's gentle. He's kind. He wouldn't do a thing like that. Hines just shook his head. He's not under arrest. They're questioning everyone. Don't worry, honey. The truth will come out. What can I do? I said. Hines told me just to go back to work and he'd find out what he could. I was too upset to concentrate on work. And when the drug addicts came into the lab to give their usual offering, I was surprised and relieved to see another ward orderly with them and not Carter. Apparently, he was also being interviewed about Sutton's murder. It later transpired that Sutton had been killed over a drug deal gone wrong and Carter was the likely culprit. But a lot of people were protecting him and giving him alibis. Dave was still on the hook since he was the last person seen with Sutton. Then, when Hines told me that my name had come up as being involved with both Sutton and Carter and their drug dealings, I was stunned beyond belief. In the next episode, you'll hear of my decision to leave the 5th General Hospital while I was still sane. But uh, there are many more dramas and adventures ahead. So I hope you'll keep listening.
0: Incredible Life Stories from Coventry to Hollywood by Marie Rowe We discovered our magazine yet? Our main focus are women and girls. We are full of content and we are hoping to inspire and empower mums, nans, aunties, and their girls. Find out more on all the W's, Sophia and I.co.uk forward slash Sophia Style Magazine. to radio thank you for listening to us we hope you enjoyed today's show and on today's show we had our best bits replay and we will be doing more of that throughout august and the reason for that is because i will be taking some summer holiday time off a bit more family time and this month, month of August, is for our family full of birthdays. There is my birthday, my daughter's birthday. And as I said, we all want to enjoy our summer holidays together. But we will be back from September as normal to our scheduled shows. And we we'll have more shows to add as well. So keep an eye out on our Sophia Style Radio Facebook page. Straight after this, we have more 24-7 music, so you can keep on listening so you don't have to turn off the radio quite yet. And thank you to today's replay show guests and to Marie, who, as always, gave us an incredible chapter from Coventry to Hollywood. So thank you, Marie, for that. And as you know, Sophia was my co-host in this uh, Best bit show. So I hope you enjoyed her being here as well. To stay updated, why not join our Facebook page? So search for Sophia Style Radio. And thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. I think the good weather is coming and have a fantastic weekend.
3: Thanks for listening. We
5: hope you enjoyed the show.